0: Good morning. It's Wednesday, July 15th. I'm Duarte Giraldino.
1: And I'm Shemitah Bassu. This is Apple News Today, a brand new show from Apple News. Every weekday morning, we'll be talking about some of the most fascinating stories in the news and how the world's best journalists are covering them. And you can find all of these stories in the Apple News app.
0: But first, let's catch up with some of the day's top headlines.
1: On Tuesday, the Trump administration walked back a policy that would have stripped foreign students of their visas if their schools didn't have in-person instruction this fall.
0: In the race for a coronavirus vaccine, Moderna has become the first pharmaceutical company to publish peer-reviewed results in a medical journal. In trials, their drug successfully produced antibodies in 45 volunteers.
1: And Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg was hospitalized on Tuesday with an infection. The court says she's expected to be released in a few days. Duarte, you ready to do this? We're going to be taking a trip through the news every morning.
0: Yes, so here's how this show is going to work. Every day, Shamit and I put our heads together with other Apple editors. First, we'll bring you some headlines, and then we get into a handful of stories.
1: Yeah, these are excellent pieces of journalism that you'll find in the Apple News app. Stories that'll make you see things differently, and maybe even make you smile.
0: For our first story, we're diving into the big question facing so many of us. Come this fall... What's school going to look like? American students, parents, and educators are getting anxious.
1: This week, Los Angeles, San Diego, and Atlanta school districts announced that classes are going to be online only. In New York City, they're planning a hybrid model, which means that kids are going to be in school part-time and take online classes for the rest of the time. But we know that online learning hasn't served all students well, especially students in lower income families and students with special needs. Plus, these proposals and all of the uncertainty definitely doesn't ease the burden on parents who are trying to juggle childcare with work
0: and school. It's hard. I have two kids at home, so I certainly know this struggle. Now, there are two articles that offer some practical solutions to those problems. The Atlantic lays out eight steps the U.S. needs to take to reopen schools. This piece was written by former CDC head Thomas Frieden and former Secretaries of Education Arne Duncan and Margaret Spellings. By the way... This is a bipartisan team. Duncan was part of a Democratic administration. Spellings was with the Republicans. And together, they explain schools are going to need to change. First, kids won't be able to gather in large groups like they used to.
1: Lunch is going to look so different now.
0: It's not just lunch. Recess, sports, choir practice, all of it is going to have to change. Now, they recommend schools change attendance policies so sick kids can stay home more easily. And offer more paid leave for teachers. Schools will need to have protocols in place in case the virus shows up again.
1: Meanwhile, Vox does what it does best it does explainers, and it has one out on the debate over reopening. And it lays out similar policy proposals. One idea that really stuck with me was a national volunteerism type of program to provide childcare. You know, with all the young people who are going to have a hard time finding work or maybe don't want to go to college this fall, this could be an opportunity for them to do some service work while really helping out parents who need the childcare.
0: I love that. And Jamita, across these articles, experts agree we need to reframe this conversation because it's not about how to safely reopen schools during a pandemic, but rather how to get the pandemic under control so we can then reopen schools. Moving on to our next story. Tuesday night, former Attorney General Jeff Sessions lost his primary bid to win back his old Senate seat
1: Sessions was a star in Alabama and on the national stage. He was one of President Trump's biggest supporters in the beginning. He was the first senator to endorse him as a candidate. And he left his Senate seat to become attorney general. But Trump felt betrayed when Sessions recused himself during the Russia investigation. And he has gone after him ever since. Jeff Sessions was a disaster. The attorney general made a terrible mistake. The attorney general says, I'm going to recuse myself. I said, what kind of a man is this? Because he's not very smart. For the record, Sessions says he has no regrets. He has said, and I'm quoting, I followed the law and I saved the president's bacon in the process. And he has continued to pledge his loyalty to the president.
0: What a turn of events, though. The Washington Post has an article out this morning that walks you through the timeline of their broken relationship and what it demonstrates about how Trump values loyalty.
1: Yeah, apparently Alabama's voters felt the same way when they voted for Sessions' rival yesterday. A rival that, by the way, President Trump endorsed. It's a downfall that even Shakespeare might have found too cruel. Tommy Tuberville, who's a former Auburn University football coach and a first-time political candidate, will now go on to face Democratic Senator Doug Jones in November. Now, take Tuberville's strong win yesterday, plus the fact that Jones's seat is seen as one of the more vulnerable ones this November. And this political newcomer could have a real shot.
0: Shamita, the coronavirus is devastating our economy. Millions of people are out of work and applying for unemployment. And the federal program that gives unemployed people an extra 600 bucks a week That's set to run out in two weeks.
1: Yeah, that's why I want to highlight a story out of Stockton, California. It's one of the most diverse cities in the country. One out of every five people who live there falls below the poverty line. And The New Yorker looks into Stockton's Universal Basic Income Program, or UBI, which was spearheaded by Mayor Michael Tubbs. He's the city's first black mayor. And an advocacy group that's pushing universal basic income put up a million dollars for this program. Right now, 125 people are participating in it. They get $500 a month, and the pilot was introduced way before COVID-19. But thanks to another private donation, the mayor is now extending it.
0: You know, critics of the Universal Basic Income say it's a handout. They say it'll encourage people to stay out of work. And there are questions about how programs like these would be funded. Not every town has some big donor waiting to infuse cash into the local economy. But... According to The New Yorker and the mayor of Stockton, the program has been a success. Participants have used the money to pay off debt, buy shoes for their kids. Some said they no longer need to work that second or third job. And the idea seems to be catching on because several cities are looking at Stockton while planning their own UBI programs, including Seattle, Portland, Chicago, Newark, Nashville, and New Orleans. And finally, even if you're dying to get back to normal, there might be one member of your household who's drooling for you to stay home. I'm talking about your dog.
1: Yeah, Bloomberg Businessweek is reporting that our dogs are becoming, quote, overly bonded by all of this time together. And while it's been extra nice for dog owners, all the extra time to play and long walks, which are, you know, good for us humans, too. All of this time is apparently setting our four-legged friends up for some serious separation anxiety when we do walk away.
0: And while our dogs can't get enough of us, apparently... Our cats are ready for us to get back to work. They're just like, get out of here. Give me my space. (laughs) Typical. (laughs) See, I love
1: that. Classic cats.
0: You can find all these stories and more in the Apple News app.
1: And while you're there, check out our latest feature, Audio Stories. These are narrated versions of articles from some of the best magazines and newspapers available to News Plus subscribers in our new audio tab.
0: Because great journalism deserves to be seen and heard. We'll talk with you again tomorrow.